also on top of that, you know, the, the strategy of just keep moving. Yeah. Just keep moving. One foot in front of the other. Just keep moving your body. If you're if you're not moving, you're not moving. If yeah. you're not moving, you're not winning. Definitely not winning. And so just continuing to move through Murph as you're chipping away. Um, the business world is not easy when you're wanting to, to win all the time because just because I won yesterday yeah, doesn't mean I can turn it off tomorrow. And right. Murph is like that. Just because I just finished a whole bunch of air squats doesn't mean I'm done. Still got all the all that means I got push-ups and pull-ups to do, right? <laughs> and then I got to run a mile at the end of it. Right. And so not even knowing what that is going to look like along the way, knowing you still have work to do, is really reinforcing that you just have to keep moving. Just keep grinding away. Welcome back to Fitness and Friends Podcast. It's been a long time since we got to see everyone. We are excited as a team and community that we are allowed to work out again. Today, we got an opportunity to chat with a longtime buddy and mentor of mine, James Bristow. In this episode, we discuss entrepreneurship and fitness, how the two are so intertwined and how he uses fitness to succeed in his business. We discuss topics on time management, hard decisions at work, impacting work relationships, varied challenges depending on the work, and so much more. In fact, there were so many topics on business and fitness that we had to break our interviews in three segments. So look out for a few more episodes in the near future. If you haven't met James, he is normally coming in at 5 a.m., but you will see him occasionally on the weekends. James is by far one of the best at building strong relationships, so if he hasn't introduced himself already, make sure to give him a fist bump when you see him. If you like this episode, make sure to give us a rating and share this episode with a friend. We love you guys. We are excited to see everyone working out again, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So I'm really excited that you're here with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so, so we get a ton of entrepreneurs. We get a ton of um, leaders in their own field, but then you struck to me in mind because you've done something that's that I think that's pretty worthwhile for me. It's such a short amount of time. And I wanted to really start to discuss some things about how fitness relates to entrepreneurship or executive work, if you want to call it, right? Um this question is how does fitness impact the relationships at work for you or your employees your executives how does that play a role for you i think uh, one of the easiest things i could do in business is uh, allow myself and the people around me to become imbalanced yeah. i mean it'd be super easy i just wouldn't have to do anything right yeah and a balance starts to shift when you're all invested or all into one thing too much Okay. Uh, and so you see these people in the fitness world, right? When they're 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 bench pressing every day and they don't do legs, right? These are the guys with the skinny calves, right? right? Translate that to work, and you could have the guy with the skinny calves at work. That's a person who never leaves their desk. They're always working. They're the ones there at seven o'clock at night. You know, their wife left them for you know because they work too much or whatever. That's skinny calf guy, right? He's too yeah. jacked. Um, so the key around these relationships, at least for me at work, is is making sure people are balanced. And so it's okay to leave us at, you know, at 5 o'clock and go to the gym. It's okay to go to, to, to your 
burn 30 and do that every single day as part of your routine. Not only is it okay, it's it's highly encouraged with, with the people that I have direct relationships with because it makes them more balanced and then they can appreciate it when I do it so that I'm more balanced. And ironically, um, when you have that balance, I think we're phenomenally more more effective. Right. When, when we can be balanced in all things, work, family, life, uh, you know, fitness, um, you just get more out of life in general. The, yeah. the, it's almost exponentially so. I don't even think it's linear. I think yeah. it's exponentially so. So you acquired Nova, like, crash market right was it 2008 or so i was running the company from 2007 and to, to 2012 and i acquired it uh january 6th of 2012 so you got to kind of see the the bad side of it did you see oh, yeah. a subtle difference did you work out more during that time um or did you work are, are you working out significantly more now i would say different um yeah. so through the recession i was an endurance runner so right. i would just put my chin down, put my nose down and just run miles. Right. Um, but again, like skinny cat boy, uh, you, you, one part of your body becomes stronger than the other. So yeah. in, in that situation, I was training that grit. But you know, when you think about it and you kind of compare it to the recession, right. it's kind of it's kind of what I was doing with my daily life at the time. I was just putting my nose down and just grinding it out endurance style. Right. Um, and so, as things started to get a little bit better, we'll call it for me, it was about 2010, 2011, it started to loosen up. Um, I started thinking about additional things to add into my fitness routine that weren't just that steady grind of <clears throat> six miles in the morning where my knees hurt and my ankles hurt all day. And, and then at work, the same started to happen, right? I started to you know, win some bigger projects and, and have to exercise different parts of my, my business uh, acumen. And, uh, you know, it was, it's really fun to watch what's going on in your fitness world as it relates to the business world right. and, and see what things that are the same, see what things are different, um, yeah. see which things rhyme. You know, yeah. one of my favorite sayings um, in the political world is this history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Right. And, and I think there's a, a lot that rhymes in life uh, at business and fitness for sure rhyme. I love that. So here's the other thing. So in here, we do a lot of complexity, right? There's, there's a lot of complexity. There's rarely a day you do the same thing. There's different strategies. There's ways you can work out faster. You can pace certain workouts. You can choose the movements accordingly. Does that play a role into what you were talking about, like the differences? Oh, absolutely. But more importantly, not only does it play a role, you have to be intentional about that role. Right. So just like you're in the gym when you say, hey, this is a fast movement. You've got to do this quickly. If you go slow, you're going to you know, hurt your back. You're going to you know, not have the right form or vice versa. Hey, take it slowly. Work your way through it. Make sure you've got your form perfectly for this whatever movement yeah. it is. Business is the exact same thing. So I can go exactly. to my team and I'll say, uh, hey, guys, you know, we, need to, we need to slow this down. We need to be more methodical. If we go too fast, we push in the wrong direction. Or we might have a misstep and we could get injured. Um, and what does that injury mean, right? We might lose somebody. We could. We might um, make a competitor give them an advantage. We might. We might just have a misstep. Right. Um, but if you say, okay, hey, we got to move quick. We can't. We can't mess around. This is a. This is a get after it sprint. And then we can rest when we're done. And I'll go to my team and we'll we'll say we got to. You know, we have an initiative. Yeah. It has to be done in four days. Yeah. And you can sleep when we're done. And the team looks at me and they know what's up. And they we've done this enough times to know. We can survive. We're not going to die. Four days later, 
we rest. So you understand the stimulus at hand. Absolutely. Have you been part of a team that attacked every single situation the same way? Right? I don't or maybe mean, experience the team. You're like, oh, that's. I have that. seen them, right? Okay. I think the best thing to recognize is that some of my competitors are like that, and I, right. I, and I don't want to fix that. I right. want them to stay like that. Yeah. You know, we have one uh, com- uh, engineering uh, firm in our valley that that only does residential work. Right. Right. It's all residential. Well, they never shifted. They don't. They couldn't move in a recession. They dang near went bankrupt. Right. Um, while we were flourishing towards the, you know, in, in 2010 and 2011, because we pivoted, we were nimble, we moved, uh, and but we were extremely intentional about it. Right. You adapt to the stress, mm-hmm. and that, and in, in, in a little bit of what we do here, kind of creates that environment for you. It it, uh, it it definitely kind of encourages it and reinforces yeah. it. So you know, when we talk about mobility, right? We talk about mobility. Why? Because it prevents injury. Right. It allows us, you know, to stretch. You feel better. You're, right. you're a little more nimble. You're a little more agile. Right. Business is the same thing. When we stretch, we need mo- business mobility. We need right. to remember to be nimble. We need, need to remember to be agile. That doesn't mean we can't also be strong. Right. Very much related. That's so I come into this space and I think about those things yeah. probably more than I should. While yeah. I'm lifting or working out, if my mouth isn't moving and I'm not, you know, socializing and talking with the friends that we've made in the gym... I'm thinking about business and thinking about either how it translates to work uh, or how it translates to work here in the gym or I'm thinking about, man, you know, my shoulder really hurts and then I say, yeah, but it's, you know, um, it's probably from something that I'm doing at work, you know, so that stress is translating to the body and so I'm I'm fixing that so I can be more effective. aware across the board. Oh, yeah. brings serious awareness. I have to pay attention. Right. So I consider you one of my more competitive athletes. Not just competitive in the sport, but competitive in everything. I'm talking about competitive in life, competitive in your career, competitive with yourself, like your range of motion, right? Um, So this question is more of how does the hardest workout in here affect your hardest situations you you have at work? Like what types of things do you do? Do you steer towards it? Do you do you um, do you avoid it? What's what 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 do you do? Yeah, so I think we could use Hero Wads as an example of oh, yeah. some of those harder workouts, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they're benchmarks, right? They're benchmarks for me, and you kind of downplay how much how competitive I am, right? You said I'm yeah. one of the most competitive. I am for sure the most competitive person in this place. Yeah, I turn it down to come in here so that I can survive in society. <laughs> I have to win. Yeah, every day. Yeah. I define what winning is, though, for me, mm-hmm. right? And winning is a little different for every person. But I win all day long. Even when I'm losing, I'm winning, right? If yeah. someone says, well, oh, man, you just lost a bunch of money. I say, oh, no, I just won. I just won all that experience. I just won because now I'm in a better position. You know, I just won along the way there. Um, but, you know, and that's a little twisted because I'm changing the definition of winning. But I no, win, I, right? I, and I, I want like to that. win, right? I love that, yeah. Um, but, you know, so those hero wads, you think about either the, the, the sprint where you're gassed at the end and you're laying on the ground and, um, you know, in pain, just rithering. Yeah. Um, I do that in work sometimes yeah. at business. I'm just all out yeah. to the wall. And when I'm done, I crash for two days. Yeah. Um, then there's my favorite is Murph. I mean, Murph, you, you guys know how amped I get every yeah. year for Murph. Even modified, unmodified, whatever I'm trying to do, I'm always trying to push it. Because Murph for me is the benchmark workout that represents my daily life more than anything else. It starts out in the morning yeah, with yeah. something that kind of sucks. 
yeah. all day long. You're wishing it were the night. Yeah. You grind through it and you just chip away with pain all day long. Yeah. And then you end it with a little bit of more punishment. Right. Um, and that's the daily life. When my head hits the pillow at the end of the night, two minutes, max. Wow. I'm out. You give it all. All day long. Right. And, and uh, at the end of the day, if I don't give myself a pat on the back, I'm thinking about winning tomorrow. Yeah. Those are the two options before my before my eyes go to, they go to sleep. So there's that portion in Murph where you can partition any way you want, right? Does that is that indicating that you can get to your end result in, in a variety of different ways? Is that what you're trying to get at? So so definitely um, definitely that, but also on top of that, you know the the strategy of just keep moving. Yeah. Just keep moving, one foot in front of the other. Just keep moving your body. If you're if you're not moving, you're not moving. If yeah. you're not moving, you're not winning. Definitely not winning. And so just continuing to move through Murph uh, as you're chipping away. Um, the business world is not easy when you're wanting to, to win all the time because just because I won yesterday yeah, doesn't mean I can turn it off tomorrow. And right. Murph is like that. Just because I just finished a whole bunch of air squats doesn't mean I'm done. Still got all the all that means I got push-ups and pull-ups to do, right? <laughs> and then I got to run a mile at the end of it. Right. And so... Not even knowing what that is going to look like along the way, knowing you still have work to do, it is really reinforcing that you just have to keep moving. Just keep grinding away. Yeah. And it's going to suck, and that's okay. Yeah. It's going to suck, and that's okay, because when you finish Murph, and you lay there and look around, and you say, well, I'm not even dead. Yeah. That's great. I didn't even have a stroke. That's right. what an amazing thing. And, and then, you know, taking Murph to, to somewhat of the patriotic place that it belongs, right. uh, and, and the workout deserves, uh, we're privileged to be able to work the way we do. We're privileged to be able to do Murph. Yeah. I'm privileged to get to go to work every single day um, in in this society, in this economy, and to participate yeah. in the American dream. Right. And I'm privileged because of people like Murph that, that allow me to do that. I love that. So there's a lot of messages for you in just that one workout. I mean, it's, it's your fave. It's my favorite, 100%. Right. American flag shorts. I mean, I've painted my face American flag, you know. Okay. I've carried the flag a number of times. Okay. It is, I'm privileged to get to participate in Murph with you every year. That's incredible. All right, so here's the other thing. The the question, one of the, the, the later questions that I wanted to ask. How does, like, I, I, I picture your day, and it's like, I, I feel like you wake up early, and then you just go nonstop, Right. And then, so the, the, the question that comes in my head is, how do you find time to fit in an exercise daily in your, in your crazy schedule? Mm-hmm. Like, where do you find the time? Do you purposely block it out? Like, what's, like, how do you do that? Yeah, I'm very intentional with my time. Um, as, as, you, as you've seen, you know, I'm regimented. When I don't follow my routine, it really messes up with my energy. Right. Um, I, we first started working out at, at, at six o'clock or five thirty in the evening. And I was right. regimented like that for a few years because my schedule, uh, it fit well. Uh, currently I'm on a 5am kick. I mean, I'm 5am every morning and, and that's what I need to do. Even if I'm not in here, I'm up and, and running or up and working out in the garage or doing something like that at 5am every day. Um, and it's, and it's important. I think that, um, some people think that you, have to find the time or make the time. The time is there to use. Right. What most people struggle with, I think, is maintaining energy through it. So the key to what I do is I actually make, I, I, I capture time right. I, and I use it. 
just like uh, your budget, your money, right? You, you capture it and you use it to make more. Right. So what I do with my time is I capture and I use it to make more energy. And so my 5 a.m. workout with you uh -huh. allows me to have the energy to work out, to work until midnight That's or, awesome. or 10 o'clock at night or whatever it is. At 5 o'clock in the afternoon when my, my, my partner specifically, I, I can use them as an example, they didn't get to the office until 9. They've been kind of having a slow morning. They haven't really gotten fired up for the day. Yeah. They're done by 4, 35 o'clock. They're exhausted. Because they didn't replenish their battery. Because they didn't charge up. So. Yeah. And, and their charge-up might not be the same as mine. Right. You have to learn what your charge-up is. Me coming in here and working out with you guys, starting my morning with people I enjoy being around, being social, telling stories, BS, and having a cup of coffee. You know, I'm doing box step-ups with a cup of coffee in my hand, right? Right. That's not because I need the coffee. It, it gives me energy. Not the caffeine. The, yeah. The, act, the activity itself gives me energy in life. So, so it's... It, it leads me to the question, you come, does, do you have energy every time you come in here or do you come with zero energy a lot of times? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, some days you just kind of, you wonder where is, it, where is it at, right? That's not, for me, that's not physically tired. That is mentally tired for me right. more often than not, sometimes even emotionally exhausted. Right. So, you know, I just went through something at work that was extremely stressful, high stress. Yeah. I knew it was coming. I prepared for it um, physically, mentally, and emotionally for a, a number of months, two quarters, right. really. And yeah. We did a recapitalization, which is when you bring in a new series yeah. of investors. Yes. Um, high stress, high-end attorneys, accountants, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. And there were days where I would drag in here at 4.30 in the morning, and I'm just mentally and emotionally drained. Right. And it was because I knew going into it, I was going to have a hard time recharging my energy. Right. recharging my battery and I was going to be drawing on that energy more than I was filling it back up. So the workouts, they were, they were helping charge it back up, but it wasn't enough because I was drawing so much, right. but I knew it was coming. I was intentional about it. I said, the next two quarters are not going to be fun. Right. They're not going to be, and I knew they weren't going to be the place that I love to live. Right. Because when I was doing that, I wasn't growing the business. When I was doing that, I wasn't fostering new relationships. When I was doing that, I wasn't selling our services to our clients that we value. Right. And so I was just drawing down a little bit more. Literally, the moment we finished that recapitalization, my mind shift flipped. Yeah. And I started charging it back up. Right. And I started intentionally focusing on things that gave me more energy than took right. away from me. And I'm good. Incredible. I'm ready to go. I'm 30 days. It's, yeah. it's been 30 days and I'm fired up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think people have this perception that they have to have energy to work out. So you kind of use it in an entirely different way sometimes. You, oh, use, you use workouts to get energy. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It's a huge myth that I've been, that we try to preach is like, if you don't have energy, that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. Your body right? will move if you tell it to. Right. Your body will move if you tell it to. When I, when I ran in high school, I ran very competitively from high school and into college, uh, endurance running, long distance, cross country, big long track rate, uh, races. And uh, one of the most powerful things our coach ever taught us was that if you move your arms and focus on moving move. your arms, your right. legs will move. That's incredible. And so think about that in, in your daily life. Yeah. Don't even think about the task you're trying to do. So if we're in here doing a workout, right. you know, just move your arms. Everything else will move. You don't even need energy for it. I mean, it takes zero energy to move your arms, really. I mean, your arms will move. And you want to run faster? Move your arms faster. 
and your yeah. legs will go. Everything's connected. And business is the same way. It's the same it's, way. That's it. I love it. So here's the last question I wanted to ask, kind of pertaining to that. So if a person came in and the um, the thing that's holding them back is like, I don't have enough time and I don't have enough energy. What would be your tip for that? I tell them I'd see them at five o'clock in the morning here at the breakfast club. Yeah. And uh, they would look at me like I was crazy because that means they'd have to get up at four o'clock in the morning. And how's that going to give them energy? And I, I'd say, just trust me. We'd get through the first couple of weeks where it, we had to train the body a little bit to get out of their own way. Yeah. Uh, and I think that they'd physically see a, a physiological change. Yeah. And then it becomes addictive. Yeah. And then they're telling themselves that they're winning. Yeah. And then that's addictive. And they just keep going. I think also, you know, you, you just you just have to move. Right. You just have to do something. Right. But sitting on the couch or um, thinking about wishing you had more energy isn't going to give you more energy. Find yeah. out what it is that gives you energy in life. It's not going to be the same for everybody. Find out what it is and charge your batteries with that every single day. It could be meditation. It could be yoga. It could be your kids and your you know your family. Uh, I've got a three-year-old. I've got two daughters, but my three-year-old daughter, fireball redhead, she gives yeah. me energy. Just being around her gives me energy, right? Just fire, just charges the battery. And so I got to make sure that every day I get a little bit of that energy from her. And she's gracious with it. She gives it to me, yeah. you know. Uh, this morning she woke up and she was in a great mood and she said, Daddy, I'm going to tickle you, right? That's energy yeah. to me. It makes me smile yeah. just talking about it. Right. Um, so find what it is that gives you energy. And don't worry about, you know, don't, 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 don't think it has to be the same for everybody. What is it that gives you specifically the energy that you need to be successful? And then remember that you take that time, you, you cherish whatever time that you've, you've decided to um, use for energy creation you'll get all of that time back and then some from that energy. Well said, James. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. That's awesome. We'll have to get you again. Yep.